If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ellsworth Exchange, a comic book show where we talk about something from the pop culture comic book world and then break it down for about an hour. I'm Sal. I'm Joel. So today we're talking about the uh, recent uh, development in uh, censorship in America. where Real uh, censorship, not the censorship that the internet is always complaining about. No, yeah, that was real. Yeah, it was actual uh, impactful, problematic censorship that, uh, you should, that you should protest against and fight hard to, to, to stop. Uh, so uh, Art Spiegelman's uh, magnum opus, Mouse, Oz, I've never really known how to pronounce it. I've always said mouse, but uh, yeah, I think same. we're supposed to. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a, uh, a secondhand account of uh, surviving the Holocaust and then surviving survivors of the Holocaust. A uh, soul-bearing uh, story. Yes, that could be diminished by those who refuse to look slightly deeper, though even then the art of mouse shows you it is tackling the holocaust it is talking about fascism mm -hmm. ironically a book denouncing fascism is being censored yeah how uh, how about that so let's talk about specifically what's going on because like th the thing is this is nothing new honestly unfortunately unfortunately yeah, yeah. the the idea of censorship particularly of comic books uh, usually because of the medium itself but also mm -hmm. sometimes the subject matter itself as well uh it has been censored or diminished by uh, educational outfits or uh, legitimate sources like newspapers uh, libraries etc uh, and there's a list. There's a whole litany of oh, yeah. comic books that have been diminished by uh, those who would be arbiters of culture. Indeed. And this isn't even the first time Mouse has come under fire. I think in 2015, there was a thing and then a couple of years before that. But it never like actively got pulled or banned from the curriculum like it is now. No, in fact, uh, it's actually funny how... Um, Longer ago, Mouse had been like taught in schools or used mm -hmm. as a uh, as an instructional tool. Uh, we to we talked about it in our comics in schools episode, another episode of Elseworlds. Indeed, but it won't be at this particular school in Tennessee. Uh, let's talk about it. I've got a uh, a link to this article, particularly in the chat. It's from today.com. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I wish I could use a better source, but this is it uh, by Danielle Campoamore. Uh, mm. says a Tennessee school board voted unanimously to ban the Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel Mouse and Eisner award winning too it's maybe the only work I know that has both a Pulitzer and an Eisner it's a tough uh, act to follow which Indeed. details the horrors of the Holocaust on January 10th the McMinn County School Board voted 10 to 0 that is a fucking astounding really not one person that tells me they didn't read it yeah uh, 100% didn't read it or that it makes me weep for the curriculum at the McMinn County School uh, District, but uh, removed the graphic novel from an eighth grade language arts curriculum, citing foul language, nudity and copyright issues. And yet that, that last one is confusing. Yeah. I, oh, and copyright issues. Yeah. Uh, and yet we will continue to beat uh, Catcher in the Rye to death in every eighth grade curriculum around the country. Yes, uh, God forbid we shake it up with something a little bit more interesting, a little bit more compelling, something that kids might actually want to read because, ooh, it's a comic. Uh, quote, I consulted with our attorney, Mr. Scott Bennett. After consulting with him, we decided the best way to fix or handle the language in this book, fix or handle the language in this book, 
was to redact it. Let's Director of schools Lee Parkinson said at the beginning of the January 10th meeting, according to a meeting transcript. You were going to say something? I was going to say yes. And let, let, let us not go into great detail about this. That's what has me pulling my hair out about all these complaints in this article. Could you be more vague? Oh, I can. I'll use words like rough, objectionable language. What does that mean, rough? Yeah. To, to what do you refer when you say objectionable? He also goes on to say, considering copyright, this might go so far as to explain it, uh, we decided to redact it to get rid of the eight curse words and the picture of the woman that was objected to. By whom? Again, also, not a woman, a mouse. They're all anthropomorphic animals in this thing. It's not a real woman. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yes. This is amazing because I love that they consulted their attorney immediately. And oh, yeah, that their because... attorney said, legally, you can get around it by citing copyright. I'm sure that was the 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 legalese hand uh, shorthand that got them around it yeah see but, it's uh, not our fault we're not being weird and regressive <laughs> no uh parkinson parkinson said two or three board members came by his office to discuss the book and it's quote rough objectionable language mm -hmm. so okay uh two or three board members came to him one board member tony allman said in the meeting that the educators quote don't need to enable or promote this stuff uh-huh. Citing the book's author's past history of creating graphics for Playboy magazine. Oh, that pissed me off so much. Motherfucker, if that's the case, you better get Superman out of there, too, because guess what? Schuster drew erotic nudes, too. A lot of your favorite artists did. It's all how a lot of artists today continue to make money. Get fucked, sir. I, I have a feeling Tony Allman is not a big fan of art. Yeah, doesn't have I get a favorite that. art. Probably doesn't have a favorite book, either. Uh, unless it's Mein Kampf, uh, oh. allegedly. Uh, it shows people hanging. It shows them killing kids, he added, uh, describing the depictions in Mouse of true historical events. Mm -hmm. Why does the educational system promote this kind of stuff? It's not wise or healthy. Yes, it would be not wise to remind people of the true horrors of uh, a fascist dictatorship or yeah. of, a, uh, of a totalitarian government taking hold. Certainly... Uh, I'm sure that there would never be any depictions of uh, censorship by well-meaning uh, <laughs> folks like the people of. It's like also, too, if that bothers you, are you going to start changing and redacting the history books yet? Oh, no, wait, you also do that as well, don't you? Oops. I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Today, parents uh, reached out to McMinn County School Board members for comment, but did not hear back at the time of this publication. Book critic Maurice Kreisman says Mouse is a graphic memoir, meaning it's based on a true story and the experiences of the author's Jewish family mm -hmm. during the Holocaust. Quote, it is a horrifying and disturbing and depressing. It also contains brief mouse nudity and curse words, Christman tells today parents. How sad that the school board doesn't think young teenagers are strong enough or mature enough to, or smart enough to be able to handle a few curse words in very specific contexts in order to learn about real events. See, I, I get the feeling that it has nothing to do with the strength of the students. I think students are very strong and resilient, as this woman said. I think this had everything to do with the teachers and probably the parents, too, who didn't want to have to answer hard questions and wrestle with real issues. And that's really where it all comes from, isn't it? I, I think that these these students, these eighth graders, certainly possess uh, the mental and, ma and mature capabilities that would dwarf that of their school board. Indeed. Uh, 
Quote, I'm kind of baffled by this, says the book's author, Art Spiegelman, 73. I've met so many young people who have learned things from my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, reached out to Spiegelman for comment in the wake of both his novel being banned and the Republic response. Quote, Art is overwhelmed with requests. A spokesperson requi- re- replied, but as he gathers his thoughts, he wants to share his this bookmark with everyone. And the bookmark is... Uh, depicting an image of uh, one of his characters looking through a book says, quote, keep your nose in a book and keep other people's noses out of which books you choose to stick your nose into. Well said. If if there's one like slightly positive silver lining, this it's that Spiegelman is in the news again and he's being booked everywhere to talk and everything. And that's good. If nothing else. Absolutely. And the article goes on and it it basically takes, it takes uh, citations from different uh, educators and uh, museum uh, curators uh, who go on to explain that like the Holocaust's uh, atrocities uh, need to be shown in like naked truth. So as to, better uh, understand the uh you know its impact and Those hopefully not to, learn from history and all are that doomed to repeat stuff. it so it's like it, it's important and it's brutality is one of the most important things to yeah. to express because you know it, it needs to be real it needs to be graphic it needs to shock the, the 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 reader who has been divorced from that time period for so many decades 100 you shouldn't be comfortable reading no. or learning about the holocaust in any way i don't know how they did it when you were growing up but for me they uh, had us read that book night Wait. by uh by uh by uh wessel or weissel yeah what, yeah yeah that was pretty yeah. freaking sobering. Again, you know, had a rowdy ass uh, history class there that by the end of that book, air sucked out of the room as it should be because people were actually thinking about it. And of course, they showed a Schindler's List, which is like the only time I've actually seen Schindler's List all the way through. And again, mm. quieted the whole classroom because how could it not? No, it's true. It's true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I, on on if we can extract any kind of silver lining from this nonsense it's that uh, it's it's shining a, a brighter light on. Um, eh, we go so far as to say corruption. Certainly, uh, a, a lack of uh, care for education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it certainly it, it shines a spotlight on those who would not be seen uh, curating um, curriculum to let's say in the best of circumstances, avoid hard conversations yep. and at worst of circumstances, one can only extrapolate. It, uh, it underlines a hell of a moment in American history right now. And even me as a Canadian, as, as a Canadian like an outsider looking into them, like, wow, there's a real like anti-intellectualism pushback happening in the States. Now don't make me think about anything. I don't want to don't make me read anything. I don't want to yeah. don't make me do anything that might make me feel bad. Again, before we started a uh, Florida uh, passed today, their white discomfort act. And I'm like, Oh my God, really this on the same day, Jesus. Yes. Uh, though the article was printed on the 27th. It is also uh, came out on the same day as international Holocaust remembrance day. Fuck. Because these people have no sense of irony. No. And again, uh, didn't bother to look that up, I'm sure, and didn't know, but they're deciding curriculum for other people. Absolutely. Now, I, I, having been an educator and having worked with uh, school mm-hmm. boards and having had actual relatives who worked on school boards, I can speak to this and say uh, school boards are garbage and that uh, <laughs> those who sit on them, uh, you know, it, it's not unlike um, the worst examples of uh, of of, of 
sad little kings on sad little hills <laughs> who uh, are given a modicum of power and go completely bonkers over we it. We know what that happens, small yeah. amounts of power. And, and in this case, it's the power to alter curriculum, redact notable works of art, and uh, to censor uh, the culture at large or some aspect of culture that probably is not terribly well represented. And that was also completely fine for like a decade before this, but only now is mouse yes. a problem. Suddenly it's a problem. And I'm sure, you know, and this happens, I've having worked in schools, having gone to school, I, uh, I can say that this is, th th I can imagine uh, a well-meaning student uh, finding this book in mm. their library, reading through it, being moved, uh, and perhaps even motivated to uh, move others with it and bringing it up to their parents or maybe their teacher and someone getting real uptight about it. Oh, I'm sure. Absolutely. Because, uh, again, it's, it's such a deeply personal book. Uh, Spiegelman is basically the main character yes. asking his father about the time in the Holocaust. And, yeah, if I was a kid, too, I'd be like, hey, mom and dad, you know, where where was grandma and grandpa during the Holocaust? And, again, depending on where, maybe you don't want to answer that question. <laughs> I, I don't know if Tennessee, particularly this county, is Probably a hotbed not. for hidden uh, former members of the Aryan race. But I can say <laughs> that, uh, you know, the McMinn uh, County School Board did issue a statement to try and assuage some concerns, some fears, some mm. some public discord. Uh, they said, quote, one of the most important roles of an elected board of education is to reflect the values of the community it serves. Love when it starts with that, because it always is about to be. It's like saying, I'm not racist, but it's but, always oh, just absolutely. one of these preface. You know, it's coming. It's, it's the kicking the ball down the hill. See, it's not my fault. I'm speaking for every. I'm just saying what everyone is thinking. Yeah, I'm not stifling Jewish representation. My community wants me to stifle Jewish representation. Stifle it, you see. The McMinn County School Board of Education voted to remove the graphic novel. Oh, I'm starting to call it graphic novel, not stuff or garbage. Now, I've been educated by probably thousands of emails and phone calls, but this graphic mm. novel, Mouse from the McMinn County Schools, because of its unnecessary use, unnecessary of mm. profanity and nudity. <gasps> And its depiction of violence and suicide. Ooh, hey, clutch them pearls a little harder, why don't you? <laughs> One should probably not tell them that real mice are constantly nude. Yeah, I know, right? All time, even. Running Your around without so much as a stitch of clothing. <laughs> Your favorite mouse, Mickey, pants, no shirt. Yes, and I, I, would, I would fear for those cat-owning people in the McMinn County. Oh, uh, indeed. Who might see depictions of violence against mice. But uh, yes, de depictions of violence and suicide. Taken as a whole, the board felt this work was simply too adult-oriented for use in our schools. Too adult-oriented. Well, uh, we do not diminish the value of Mao's as an impactful and meaningful piece of literature. Uh, seems like you did. Seems like you spent several paragraphs diminishing it, McMinn County. Yeah. Uh, yes. I also noticed that this is signed by the McMinn County Board of Education. No one member is uh, going out, putting their balls on the chopping block to, uh, <laughs> no, no, to no. take fire again. Like they thought they were. And that's the thing, right? When you live, and that's one of the problems with culture right now, is that like when you live in a bubble, you tend to think that everyone agrees with you. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And so, we see it all the time. And, and when you get that comfortable and a reporter asks you to comment on your wanton censorship, 
you might say something like, why would we ever let this garbage in here? It's all trash, and it depicts a bunch of gross stuff I don't want to talk, think, or th think or talk about. Yeah. And then they say, uh, are you a moron? Yeah. Well, well. Uh, so and then they get even more defensive after that because you've threatened to shatter their worldview, which usually means they end up doubling down. But we don't diminish the value of Mouse as an impactful and meaningful piece of literature, nor do we dispute the importance of teaching our children the historical and moral lessons and realities of the Holocaust. To the contrary, oh, to the contrary, mm. we have asked our administrators to find other works that accomplish the same educational goals in a more age-appropriate fashion. It won a Pulitzer. <laughs> I would love to see what your age-appropriate depictions of the Holocaust might be. I know, perhaps, right? Perhaps a coloring book <laughs> or a connect the dots of Auschwitz. Maybe maybe we could have some kind of a, a cartoon dinosaur oh. explain Nazi propaganda, though I'm sure their principal would probably do a better job. Yeah, uh, and they probably wouldn't like the dinosaur thing either. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. The atrocities of the Holocaust were shameful beyond description. Uh, uh, it seems like you're pretty, pretty quick to describe or mm. allow for description, but all right, it's beyond description. And we all have an obligation to ensure that younger generations learn of its horrors to ensure such an event is never repeated. We simply do not believe that this work is an appropriate text for our students to study. Ah, again, well, that really clears things up. Doesn't it for real? I mean, just God to tell a guy like Spiegelman, Hey, your personal soul bearing story about your family and everything. We find it objectionable. And for a lot of the books that have been banned, that's kind of a running theme. Hey, your real life story, you bearing, uh, your heart to everyone there. We find it objectionable. So yes. stop. <laughs> your, your, your genuine true account of mm -hmm. the Holocaust or your father's account of the Holocaust is, is just a little too graphic. It's a little, it's a little inappropriate. Can you soften it a little bit? Can you, can you dial it back? Can I mean, you tone it, it down? <laughs> why is it every time I see one of these Holocaust depictions, it's always got to be a downer <laughs> and it's so graphic. You know, I, I don't understand how, how one can, depict the eradication of an entire race through through rose tinted glasses perhaps they could say something like uh we're not going to teach the holocaust to eighth graders because they're not mature or uh, uh, age appropriate to handle it but instead no 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 we're not diminishing it we're not we're not saying that it's inappropriate for them to understand we're just saying this particular work oh yes with the cartoon mice is a little the cartoon mice way too inappropriate with like, the, like the, literally by making it anthropomorphized animals he is softening it that's the whole point right? he's making it a little bit more palatable for you exactly but never mind that never mind that. no yeah they didn't i fully bet a hundred dollars none of them read this no i i guarantee you the maximum amount of pages turned was done through a flip book-esque yep. motion uh, I'm sure they definitely read the pages that were objected to, you know, the pages mm -hmm. that depicted nudity, suicide, the swearing. Oh, yeah. heaven forbid. Bunch of, bunch of freaking, uh, what is it? I was going to say Maude Flanders, but no, a bunch of Goody Lovejoys. Yes, they are Goody Lovejoys. Somebody Joys. please think of the children. Yes, of course. So uh, that's that's what's got my knickers in a twist is just this. And how couldn't it? Yeah, well, uh, exactly. And I get really, I get really upset uh, about this kind of uh, this kind of censorship or censorship in any of any kind, but especially in a school, in a school, in a 
public school, a publicly funded mm-hmm. generalized education, you are going to dictate what is acceptable. It- when it comes to learning history. And again, like you said, this is so bold faced and so transparent and also yeah. real actual censorship, not the way that people on the internet normally complain about censorship. It's like, no, that was a privately traded company choosing to do a thing that right. it can do. No, no one was taking away. This is literally a group of people being like, we are taking this away from our children. They are not allowed to read it. No, no, of course. Uh, so, that's that's where we are that's what's happening uh i'm sure it's an ongoing thing because i would hope i mean it's it's eighth graders so i understand you know they're not going to be quite as rallied uh but but sometimes they are though yeah but who knows maybe maybe we'll see more of the story develop there's know. there's certainly a hope too that you know in classic teenager fashion whenever you know <laughs> someone it, tells you you can't yeah, the, do something the, the footloose paradigm when they tell you you're not allowed to read the book about the mice maybe a bunch of them are going to seek it out now and actually read and be like well what was so bad they didn't want me to read this right? and then maybe they'll actually learn a thing and be like really that's what they didn't want me to see jesus christ <laughs> i don't know but uh yeah so that's what's happening and it's important for us to talk about it. We're going to talk about other banned comic books, comic yes. books that have been banned for one reason or another. Uh, but I should also mention that like the reason why we're really harping on this is because it's important to talk about. It's important to, to shame. I, I think it's like one of those things where uh, in, in today's culture, you know, there is this expectation, this, this, this requirement to hear everybody out. And, mm. and I think that it comes from a pure place. You know, everyone everyone in, in the world has opportunity to a voice. Everybody should be heard. And while I agree by, with the sentiment, mm. I also agree that one should not be immune to the consequences of 100%. that expression. And in this particular case, um, one of the consequences that has been lost or has been stamped down over the years is when someone says something that is so objectionable or someone does something that is so abhorrent and so antithetical to progress that Mm -hmm. uh it it just it just gets into your craw and 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 we just kind of in, in an effort to avoid argument and conversation we just simply let it pass and one of the things that is important is recognizing in a black and white kind of way when something is wrong when something is just just wrong and what 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 used to happen and i think i hope it still occurs is that we uh one way that we can educate and change uh, that kind of behavior is by pointing it out and by 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 shaming it publicly absolutely uh, it's one I, of the I, last tools we have as a society to be able to publicly shame right <laughs> because here's the thing like when i remember like I, I remember growing up as a kid and like someone saying something really inappropriate and you know the the, the group being like uh what the hell was that yeah. and that that kind of reaction is so formative for people and sometimes it causes neuroses and it causes oh, like yes. personality deficiencies but other times it, it it helps to uh teach people that ain't the way it always is and in a constantly nicheifying culture where we're all retreating to our bubbles mm. of, of echo chambers it's important for for for, for groups to say uh yo, yo yo 
this is wrong. Yeah, you got to messed that. up and we're not going to do that. So so constantly, you know, in this case, we're going to we're going to do that. We're, we're going to be like, yo, it's one of the few times where we can actually use our power on this show to say something meaningful and not just have fun pitches. Yeah. Now, somebody asked, by the way, if this was uh, in the state. No, it's not in the state. It's not in the country. It's not like it's not a universal ban. It's a ban from an eighth grade school. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's a ban in a school. So it's, it is, it can be argued. One could argue. And it's one of those things I'm talking about where it's like, well, devil's advocate. We're talking about an eighth grade class in Tennessee, one county, but 10 to zero, the entire school board voted against its ratification, its continuation in the school. And these things always have ripple effects, as we've seen with a lot of uh, stuff involving, uh, what is it, boards of education just recently with other issues. If you give them an inch, they're going to ask for a mile. And don't be shocked if this kicks off a whole new thing when wing nuts and other states realize, really, I can get rid of books I don't like that paint me in a negative light? Cool. Or even just things I don't care for. You're going to get like, you know, I don't want to assume that the school board of whatever the hell county this is uh, is made up of a bunch of Holocaust denying Nazis. Yeah. You'd like to um, think that we'd like to think better of our fellow men. Right. I, I would assume it's just that they're ironically poorly educated. Yeah. And that they are inspired uh, by their desire for comfort and, mm-hmm. uh, and their need for control, which yep. is still dicey and, problematic at a sliding scale to evil isn't it you know i've often said you know we, we, we have a thing in culture and our media of the of the well-meaning idiot oh well yeah. you know he's dumb but he means well yeah not evil and stupidity walk hand in hand all the time they are they are their favorite bedfellows they're like this they love each yeah. other so much evil and stupidity F- furthermore i i have found that stupidity or ignorance has mm. been weaponized by the evil and corrupt. Ooh, yes, it has. So now you have people who pretend to be stupid, who are in fact uh, working against progress. It's eerie, isn't it? Right. So uh, let's jump into a couple of super chats because they have let's. a couple of questions and continue the conversation. Uh, Elizabeth Russell says, "Hey guys, I was wondering if you were reading Human Target, and if so, who do you think tried to kill Lex? I'm thinking it was Guy Gardner. I don't want to speculate because Human Target is one of them perfect comic books. Is uh, it?" I, I, it really is. I'm so gun shy around Tom King, but when I hear good things like that and good things about his Supergirl, I'm like, Ooh, am I going to get back in or am I just going to have my heart broken again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jacob Mitchell, uh, first time being able to catch you live. Thanks for all the entertainment you provide. Thank you, Jacob, for your support and thanks for being here. Uh, Functorial says, I first read Mouse in a college class on, quote, the great American novel. Oh. We read Faulkner, Pynchon, Morrison and Mouse. It wow. was a verified classic. Verified. <laughs> it's list. true. Not a bad list and a great uh, professor you had. Yeah. DC Guy 3 is a Jewish person. The banning of Mouse is utterly disgusting and barely disguised anti-Semitism. As the author of the book has said, these people want to show, quote, a more clean Holocaust. It's infuriating. Yes. I bet. Yes. It's, uh, there is a desire by parents and by educators to protect young ones from the horrors of reality it's an instinct it's a it's part of human nature but and you see it with um, slavery too you see it with anything that's like too difficult for some people to really get their head around that's thing and it's one of those things where it's like one must never be comfortable with 
the subjugation of any mm-hmm. human being. Absolutely. Uh, Cam, going by these standards, I'm assuming books like To Kill a Mockingbird or Night are next on the chopping block. Absolutely shameful. Let me tell you something. The fact that the lawyer was quick to cite copyright mm. in some ham-fisted attempt to say it's not censorship. I think 10 to 0? I don't want to say conspiracy because I don't necessarily believe in conspiracy theories. But I will say that if I were... A, a, a jackbooted school board member who's looking <laughs> to make my eighth grade class is a lot less problematic. Or if I wanted to engineer cultural constructs in my school district and I wanted to ban like legitimate fiction, I yeah. might start with Mouse and see where it gets me. Hopefully this scared the shit out of them and made them knock it off. But the fact they're doubling down means also that in their district, they have they, they have no reason to fear reprisal. Yeah, you got to be worried about people testing boundaries and people trying to state precedent where it's like, oh, but we did this one, so now it's going to stop us from doing the next one. Right. Uh, the cat lawyer uh, will defend for treats. I'll start reading it even harder now. Humph. Exactly, as you. you should. That's that's how you fight back against this. You read harder. I've actually seen a lot of good groups online there being like, hey, can we get like a Dropbox together for kids, like not just in this school district, but everywhere? Like, hey, here's the comics they don't want you to read. Exactly, exactly. DC Guy 3. Also, let's try and buy the book and donate it to middle school and high schools now. Let's get the book in as many kids' hands as possible. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um so we'll work on that. Uh, I've got some ideas. Uh, King Sport Cal or King Sport Cal says, I did a book report on Mouse when I was in the ninth grade. My report opened the eyes of my peers to how cool comics can be. I also got laid out of Tennessee. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, it's a, that's called a trifecta, my friend. It is. You, you did it all. <laughs> uh, Pain Hybrid. Been watching Joel since CBC and Sal since TWP, and I finally get to donate. Hope you all are here for the foreseeable future. Ha. Huh? Thanks a lot, man. Sure Doing the show for a few years now, so uh, welcome to the team. Uh, and uh, Aaron Jefferson, what's next? Banning To Kill a Mockingbird? Mm. Let me tell you something. They've tried. Like, they that have. book is, it's always on the chopping block. It is. I feel like they probably fought that book more than just about anyone else. It thankfully always just manages to make it. Yeah. Uh, Eric Santi reminds me when they tried to ban Young Avengers trades in Brazil, but the ban resulted in more Brazilians, uh, readers, becoming fans of Young Avengers. That's great. I remember that as well. Yes, that was a pretty big story there right? for a minute. Lewis Cox, what's next? Harry Potter? I mean, probably. They've uh, also tried to do that as well. Yes, because Harry Potter depicts witches and magic. And Satanic. Yeah. Aaron says, Mouse was the first graphic novel I read in ninth grade, and it not oh, only really? showed me the reality of the Holocaust in a new perspective, but also showed me comics are more than men in tights. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mouse does a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, sure it, does. it helps to make the... not. I don't think it makes the Holocaust more palatable, but it certainly gets it in hand. It gets first-hand accounts into more hands because you look at night you hear the, the you know it, books are daunting for especially yeah. especially for younger readers and it's why mouse is so important you get it out there you get it on stands children pick it up maybe they're shocked you know what yeah. but maybe they're shocked by seeing batman like fright a mutant leader with pointy nipples and sharp fanged teeth it's using the art form in a really interesting way where like you said it can be more than just dudes in tights we can tell like actual history and like real stories in an exactly. interesting way that you couldn't any other way yeah no it's true um and uh liam or greetings from scotland ah hey. uh, i think the problem for these folks is that there isn't a quote good nazi character uh. like schindler and the white savior character in novels about slave trade 
That could be. It could I never be thought they're... about that, but you're right. Yeah, why does Schindler's List never actually end up catching so much shit? Yeah, because there's, oh, well, he's one of the good ones. Though. Yeah, yeah. How come I can't see myself in this? Uh, I, I don't know. It's messed up, man. Or, or movies like Amistad, where it's like, oh, you ended it right when the story actually continued to go on and go in an even crazier direction. Right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about some uh, some some other banned books, some other banned comic books. I was surprised by many of these. Oh yeah, right, right. I mean, like there are some that I'm not terribly surprised by. Like for example, I'm going to use this one out of out, out of sequence. Uh, sex criminals. Yeah, obviously. I Fraction mean, that... and Zdarsky. Uh... <laughs> they they knew what they were doing. They called the book "Sex Criminal." <laughs> yeah, I mean, the implication of the title. Then the uh, subversive reinterpretation uh, of that title through the context of the story, yeah, uh, the fantastical nature of it, the very like open sexuality of the book, and mm-hmm. it's like it, it's it's fearlessness and its depiction of sexuality. Totally, uh, but, but again, definitely it, meant for an older reader. Definitely, probably something not meant for schools. What's funny is not only did school boards fuck with sex criminals, but like wasn't. Uh, what is it? Uh, Apple and some of like the bigger comic distributors fucking with them too over some stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, that was definitely, it was, it was a problem uh, for, for many of these publishers who were trying to publish like all ages type content or, mm. you know, ha- have to put together some kind of like restriction with comics. You just put a poly bag on it or you, 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 it's, it's on the honor of the comic book retailer to, you know, make sure it reaches the mature readers group. You, you it's supposed it, to be targeted towards. You sell it in the back next with the smokes and the booms <laughs> and everything. Exactly. I mean, I, I feel like, and, and, and that's, that's one of those questions, right? Like the mature readers label, it's got a rating on it. Mm-hmm. It is meant for a particular audience. Yeah. You know, if, if they were, if, if, if McMinn County was trying to ban sex criminals from their eighth grade curriculum, I might, I might agree. I'd also be like, wait, you're teaching sex criminals in your eighth grade curriculum? What an awesome curriculum. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> what a forward thinking curriculum. Those guys uh, sound cool as fuck. Yeah, I, I, but I would be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see that curriculum. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, it's one of those things where what is all, what is mature? What is for all readers? I mean, like, and I think that's just up to the child and the parents, right? Yeah. Like, it's up to like whoever is responsible for them to say like because i remember you know buying a video game renting a movie oh yeah uh, buying a comic book you know there's there's ratings on them you know it's up to the retailer to adhere themselves to the body of uh, censorship that is in 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 place Uh, but also you know if they have a guardian and that guardian deems that child more mature eh, it's up for grabs but uh yes it was apparently the seventh most challenged book in 2016 sounds about uh, as it was banned not only from like uh, apps that wanted to reach everybody, but also apparently from libraries as well. Huh. That's where I have a problem. Yeah, absolutely. No, you should have a mature reader section. Everyone should have a chance to get there. And I've been to a library, well, now recently, because it's been two years, I haven't been everywhere. But the last library I went to uh, in Oshawa, I actually had a really great uh, adult readers comic section. So they had like the Dresden files and like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's uh it, it's yeah no in this case i i find it offensive because it's in a library but the, oh the other problem is of course libraries don't have nuance in their graphic novel section They're no just like, not at all so that's probably where they where they ran into their issue where it's like what do i do with this put it in the mature reader section mature readers for what same thing happens with manga too you know there's always a story that happens where it's oh, like yeah. oh my uh my, my young child was reading the big titty dragon maid oh no yeah yeah i mean like but 
that's why you have like curators of the library to know yeah. where to put it and make it available for the right appropriate audience. But that also, being said, I mean, also, I'm sure still, the original Japanese big chitty dragon made sounds, you sure know, much more floral and nice. Yeah. I mean, you're missing the context, really. <laughs> you lose it in translation. Yeah. It's one of those things. Uh, <laughs> TB says, uh, second coming is another banned book that comes to mind. There was pushback mm. against that b- book before it even came out. If I remember right. Yes. True. I do remember that. I remember it also when it came out, uh, it kind of just like fizzled. Yeah, it was like, you know, the, we thought the controversy would carry it further than it actually did. Not so much. Uh, Eric Santi says, so I live in Virginia. Many conservative politicians got elected based on changing education plans mm. and potential book bannings. I think this is the start of a trend. I, yikes and yikes. If it is, and I, I don't want to necessarily jump to that conclusion, but I also don't want to dismiss it because it's important to recognize it. Uh, if it is the start of a trend of school boards voting unanimously coordinatedly Mm. uh, to ban notable subversive or at the very least honest works on true to life topics. I would say that our response to it was also equally heartening as the, uh, to its disheartening uh, where people didn't let them, you know, sleep a wink, you know, at large, we were like, this is that, this is an outrage evil thrives in darkness let us bring this all to the light exactly so uh yeah uh the captain coon says might just be my schooling experience in canada but none of my english classes did comic books for the dedicated class novel studies it makes me feel like comics are still looked down on in schools you're absolutely right and it's one of those things when i was a kid comics were never taught not at all uh weren't even a discussion the teachers themselves didn't want to teach them so it wasn't an no. issue like i read comics i tried to bring them into the curriculum or at the very least present them to my teachers who were not interested so like it's it's generational and it's people who have been grow- have normalized as culturally we normalize comic books so too will it be represented in our education systems and and with our like you know bodies that are arbiters of education or or, or culture yeah um, the, the closest i got uh because you know i'm a couple years younger than you so right. I was in school a bit longer and also like captain ku and i was in canada they did a fun thing for my media studies class where it's like okay we're gonna do a unit on adaptations so everyone pick a book and they're like yes that includes comic books so you can have your watchmen's you can have you know uh whatever is you know based on a comic and do that and uh, one of my friends actually did watch yeah it. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I remember reading Watchmen when I was in college and like not really appreciating it. Like it took a while. And I think it's because you, you can enjoy Watchmen, but I think you need like some kind of context about mm-hmm. what it is. Like, especially like maybe earlier on when like there were, there were, there was less like genre pushing work publicly yeah. available. Definitely. Uh, but now you need like it, it's like when people say like oh dark knight returns like who cares and it's like you know whether you like it or not like the time from which it came it was shocking and Absolutely. It, it was reacting to like a like a cultural representative of batman and the, and that their their concept of what that character was uh, culturally speaking we need to destigmatize comic books oh yeah we need to do it by having uh, well, we need to do it across the board. We need to do it culturally. And part Especially of that. Especially now when every of like the top rated movie and TV show in video game is based on a goddamn comic. It's part of culture now. You can't escape it. No, Iron it, Man and Batman are as important as like friggin' Robin Hood or anything else. This is true. I mean, they are. And, but, but the IP is 
pro- is a proven financial benefit, but it's mm. not a proven cultural icon mm. uh, in mm. the same respect. Or at the very least, if they are, the movie version is. Or the, Fair enough. The, the, the cultural concept of that. Like Batman. No one, no one uh, not everyone who knows Batman has a favorite Batman story. True. Uh, so we need to destigmatize comic books culturally across the board. And the way we do that is by making them readily available. Yeah, It's helps. by not... Uh, putting them in the same category as like, I don't know, is by putting them in the same category as regularly available fiction. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and just, and just letting them stand on their own. Uh, also, it wouldn't hurt if like uh, advocates existed, better mm. advocates. When I say better, I don't mean that the advocates we have aren't as aren't better, but like Art Spiegelman, who's only 73 should, uh, or 71. I don't remember. He's in his seventies. Uh, should, uh, you know, has been speaking on uh, about his book, about his books mm-hmm. for years. Um, he'd be a great ambassador. Uh, he's done more probably in the last like 48 hours than oh most God, other yeah. people have done in years. Right. It's true. And we, but we need like, like some kind of, yeah, we need some kind of better set pool of advocates we need another stan lee i think we're still feeling the hit from that because he was a guy who you could put on any tv show any talk show any newspaper and he would talk to you and he was just so good at it wasn't he at selling comics he was a good he was a good carnival barking salesman like he was good at his job the question is like what do we need now Mm, Um, exactly so yeah uh what's it called patrick uh Subsex says reverse of the topic, but the Dark Knight Returns 2 should be banned. <laughs> Agree. I disagree. No, no, no notable, no, no art should be banned Mash. at all, regardless of your opinions about it. I will be doing another back issues on the Dark Knight Returns 2. Uh, it's going to be very different. I haven't shot it yet, but I'm I'm going to be getting into it Looking deeper forward to it. because I think it deserves another look. Any piece of art deserves another look. And you uh, can just talk about it endlessly, too. It's like one of those watershed books. It's true. Uh, Mina Cordy, all this really boiled down to parents refusing to take an interest in their kids' hobbies, be it comics, movies, video games, and blaming others. This is a school board. The parents didn't didn't champion this. There was no, like, set petition from the parents. This is just the school board electing themselves no. to make this decision. Uh, but I do agree parents should be more active in their, in their children's lives. Joshua Vaughn, the mouse ban reminds me of Asimov's quote about anti-intellectualism in America. Well, it ain't wrong. I mean, like we're, we're yeah. having, we're having a resurgence of that. In a big that, way. that Asimov <laughs> quote is getting a lot of mileage the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, one book that I remember being on banned lists. I remember when it came out uh, and never understanding it. I still don't. It's, Jeff Smith's Bone. Yeah, you're a big fan of Bone, big proponent of Bone, pro Bone. Love Bone, pro Bono. Uh, <laughs> love Bone. It's a great, uh, I'd call it a young adult fantasy series. It's and so cute. Who could have a problem with Bone? Look at the little guy and not smile. Yeah, there's characters who smoke. Um, He's smoking old Disney cartoons and stuff too. Friggin' the Flintstones hawked Winston cigarettes back in the day. Oh, I agree. Oh, no. Well, yeah, but they don't show it anymore. No, but sure. uh, they say that apparently, you know, there's depictions of alcoholism, of, of, of smoking, of calling it politically and racially offensive. I don't know that, what that, I don't know where the hell that comes from. That's an odd read. But uh, yeah, um, I don't know where they're getting it from. I think it's, I, I, and I think 
one of the one of the main headlines, one of the main understandings of all of this, it all comes from a lack of education. It comes from a lack of understanding, lack of and media literacy. Media literacy is so important in today's world. Uh, and <laughs> so few people seem to have it. <laughs> I bang my head against stuff all the time. Yeah. Anyone who would try to ban mouse bone would probably never looked at it. Yeah, of course not. And that's really what it is. They go, ah, like I can imagine someone who's looking to bet. I can't imagine any, like what a, what a rough job. Like if were I on the school board and some, and one of my idiot colleagues says to me, like this thing here has profanity, nudity, and graphic depictions of death and violence. And we need to ban it from our school. I'd have to look at it. Absolutely. And I'd have to read it like cover to cover to understand. Yeah. Like, and that, that wouldn't even be a moment's thought for me. And nor would it also be a thought to ban it. I'd be like, the first reaction would be like, no. Now let me yeah. see this. Like, first of all, we're not going to do that. Secondly, like, give me this. Due diligence, man. It just takes, but Bone is one of those things where it's like, I, I think Bone is should be like the poster child for comic book banning because it has been banned. It has been removed from banned mm -hmm. lists. It has been the site of controversy, and it is the most inoffensive comic you could ever read. Absolutely, so just straight up, really like, is. and it just—it's so it proves like nobody read it oh, when they so. when they banned it. I uh, uh, I felt really happy the last time I was out in Victoria. Uh, my younger uh, nephew there had gotten something from uh, the library, and it was uh, a Bone collection. Hey! Like, oh, he's reading Bone. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Just Weggy says the national agenda of the RNC is to push these school boards over masking, CRT, and censoring books. It isn't just comics getting targeted in the schools and it's classic American conservatism. Look no further than the CCA. It does feel like a many-headed hydra right I, now, doesn't it? Yes. I appreciate your comment. Thank you so much for your support. I will say that I want to keep it relegated to just the comic thing. Like Because if not, we'll be going in a million directions I, I, and the show. And, I, and I don't end. want to I don't I don't want it to I don't want to lose sight of the conversation because like while like let's say and I don't want to say one way or the other, but let's say in this case that it, it's it's part of some grand like strategic maneuver of chess. All we need to do is kill one of these things and the whole house of cards topples. So like in this particular case, book banning is so demonstratively wrong oh yeah it is so morally repugnant mm -hmm. that we are that, that it takes much more hardcore maneuvering to justify the the statement from the mcminn county school board is so impotent oh, and God, pathetic that it only leaves itself up to further criticism oh god yeah hell yeah so in this particular case, what we can do is we can we can rail against it in this particular subject with, with our small amount of power from our own sliver of the internet. We well, just, can actually... just I, I'm talking to you, like you yeah. watching, like you have this this power by morally standing up to that level of injustice uh, and encouraging others to do the same. Scuba J, uh, are you? Our school library is a big deal in the U.S. My schools didn't have libraries. We just oh, had no. public library or to buy our own. Our school's bans a big deal. Uh, okay, so when I went to school for 11 years, from pre-K to like whatever, uh, we had one library for the, same, for the whole school. Mm -hmm. And that library was woefully 
understocked canadian school system mine was a bit bigger but i was from a small town so it was a small town school library. Yeah, i was in a small town and my library was pathetic uh we had a we had a well-meaning librarian and no budget so mm. you know i understand but uh regardless of whether your school had a big library no library school bands are a big deal school bands are the biggest deal and when I say that, I don't mean it's more pressing or more like impactful than the environment or, you know, alien invasions. I'm saying that like school bands need to be treated like a big deal. We need to get all upset about Absolutely. school bands because of its uh, disgusting uh, approach to Slippery something slope that nature. And also for a lot of these kids, a school library is the only way they're going to be able to read these anyway. So that's, that's the thing. a hell like, of thing. School libraries, school, public school is one of those very pure yes. like ideas. It's like the Bill of Rights, living documents. It's like the Constitution. It, it's it's one of those things where we, we engineered this concept of Everyone has the right to an education and that education need be publicly funded because we believe our population needs to be educated. Yeah. And when there is an attack on schools, when it comes to whether, whether, and I have the same problem with school shootings, like where I'm like, there's a whole thing and I'm not going to get into it because we're not talking about that. And I don't want to lose sight of the conversation, but like any attack on schools, whether it's metaphorical spiritual conceptual you're attacking literal. the bedrock of society you are, yeah you are attacking the bedrock of society you are attacking like how many people for good or ill were influenced by how they were formed in school mm -hmm. so many and schools need to be a safe haven that provides education and not someone's version of it mm -hmm. education so that you can define your definition of what education is because educated yes. people do better school bands are a big deal they are and we need when it when they come under fire when schools become the subject of an attack we need to get really upset like we need to get upset like there is like a big problem because it's the only way anyone's going to pay attention it's the only yeah. way we're going to get anything done because yeah. because people think well schools are an institution you know, maybe I didn't really like have to, maybe I didn't have to like work very hard to get what I wanted out of school. Maybe like whatever, whatever the, your, your, your individualized experience is, it is irrelevant to the fact that schools need to be preserved. Mm -hmm. And that, that preservation is really important. Uh, Kevin Kruger says, as my granddad used to say, what a bunch of schmucks agreed. Well, right. Said. Like that's such a, such, such a fair thing to say. Uh, Max M the problem is people without media literacy, read the pictures and not the story or the themes true well said true uh but uh, i i'm willing to give these chuckleheads uh the the most modicum uh, the, the smallest modicum of, uh, of of the benefit of the doubt where they've at least read the sunday funnies they know how <laughs> to read a comic yeah the cavemen made comics he, you can read a comic book uh cam says i took a college course on watchmen during the last election and needless to say it was proof of a concept Ooh. we need challenging uncomfortable art Agreed. just over the just regardless of your political leanings uncomfortable controversial art is important it it's, is it's like why art is considered to be art because it challenges mm -hmm. because it does a job uh what's it called uh matthew terlaga says banning mouths of nude for nudity is ridiculous it's like when that one issue of spider woman was banned for being too sexual when she doesn't even take her clothes off she's just in a suggestive pose on the mm. cover yeah that 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 was an interesting controversy that i'm like glad was had publicly because like 
you know, what's the well, issue? And it's well, like, was that the uh, Milo Marinara thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was the, oh, yeah, that, uh, the Italian artist one. Where yeah, the, the guy who is known for doing erotic nudes was hired by the company. What did you expect he was going to do? Yeah, That's exactly. a weird one. No, it was very weird. And and interesting insight from both camps, by the way. That was very. one of those like, oh, I'm learning a lot. Uh, Eric Santi, there is also Persepolis, graphic novel about a Muslim girl yep. in Iran and how U.S. involvement impacts her life. Yep, that's also yep. a number. I mean, I can imagine that one. I can imagine if the McMinn County School Board discovered Persepolis. Oh, like, we got to get this thing the hell out of here before yeah, it even Their start. heads would explode. Yeah, I very much see that book as like, uh, what is it, a spiritual sibling to yeah. mouse in a lot of the same ways and i think that book came under fire because of uh what is it a uh, graphic violence which again if you read the book it's not graphic at all again it's like paper dolls yeah yeah exactly um so, so yeah, like you said persepolis uh the second most challenged book in 2014 uh apparently yeah uh there's a lot of you could I could have told you that this is going to be added to. to uh, and, and they made Persepolis into a movie for crying out loud. You could teach the book and watch the movie. That's true. That's true. And the uh, movie won a bunch of uh, like indie film awards. It did. It did. So in this case, it was trying to be, it, they, they tried to ban it in Smithville, Texas. Uh, and parents opposed Persepolis. They called oh, it Islamic literature. The irony, of course, making a clear statement against Islamic fundamentalism. Uh, but yes. Uh, in the, by the way, in this case, this is the parents having a problem, which like it it becomes a conversation when the school board just comes in and goes like, we've made a decision. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, pass. Uh, obviously Sandman has been on the, the public uh, banning list for a long time since 89. Gaiman uh, has a lot to say about this mouse thing. If you check out his Twitter as he should, because as we know, he's been in that hot seat himself many a time. It's true. Uh, in this particular article, uh, responding to a letter from a teenager dismayed that their library would refuse to purchase volumes of the series, he wrote on his website, quote, I suspect that having a reputation as adult material that's unsuitable for teens will probably do more to get teens to read Sandman than having the books ready and waiting on YA shelves would ever do. Yeah. I disagree with that sentiment, but uh, I, I appreciate the the, uh, the the wit and humor he used to say it. Uh, uh, oh, so classic gaming, even his responses. <laughs> just it, it, It's an attempt to say, you know, like, well, just because we lost doesn't mean that we've lost. And mm-hmm. in this case, I say no. Uh, sub- works that challenge uh, must be on shelves because otherwise, where else will you get them? Uh, you need to remove as many barriers to entry for works that challenge because where else are children, adults, young adults going to find them? Gotta wonder like, if that'll be relitigated again now that the uh what is it, Sandman show is coming out now, which means there'll probably be more interest in Gaiman's work. I'm sure you'll see uh Gaiman's name pop up as the show becomes more like readily available. Uh Saga, another one which like again, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. No, duh. <laughs> they brought that. One of the problems with that for being anti-family was one of the big reasons for <laughs> I'm like anti-family. The whole thing's about family. Right. But not my family. Yes. Yeah, not my, not my normative family. I don't like it for that reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Homophobia, uh, problems with like depictions of violence, sex. Uh, yeah. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, Right, right time, right place. You know, like, do I think that Saga needs to be on the shelves of like every middle school in America? No, it's not mm. marketed for no. children. And it's an adult series for it's adults. An adult series for adults or young adults. It's supposed mm. to be like for teens and adults. I, 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 again, but it's one of those things where it's like, 
making it available or making it known allows for the audience to find it and the right audience to find it. I, I, I think it's really important for discoverability for kids to challenge themselves, test the fences. Oh, definitely. I remember learning how to drive and my mom was really, really protective of me. She's, she's afraid of driving. (laughs) I'm sure she would argue the, the opposite, but, just sit with, just sit in the car with her for 30 years and I'll tell you, <laughs> but uh, she's afraid of driving and uh, she doesn't. And, and, and her parental instinct was to protect you from that. And so as a result, I never was given the opportunity to drive on the highway. Right. Uh, so I took those opportunities. Like I had to carve out those opportunities outside of my, uh given opportunities right like when she's like let's go driving it'll be like okay and like if it was on the highway it was like under really unsafe conditions because you'd be like "Ah, no you have to be sure of yourself when you're driving on the highway but like discovering that for yourself finding carving out that's like a that's a microcosm and it's a it's a it's it's not a really directly related example but it's about when you're young when you are hungry for information when you're hungry for learning when you are when you need to know Mm -hmm. That opportunity will be available one way or another. For and, your tank to be filled. Yeah, and it's important to make it as safe for them as possible. Like, let's say putting Mouse in an eighth grade school library so that an eighth grader, an inquisitive eighth grader or seventh grader, picks up Mouse, looks through it, sees these images that they've never seen before or that they would never have imagined that shatters or at the very least penetrates the world that has been curated for them to protect oh, them yeah. from the realities of, of, of life for them to say to their parents, what is this? What am I looking at challenging their concept of, of what reality is or con- challenging their concept of what safe and normal is so they can have this dialogue. And like, don't you see ladies and gentlemen, how like that opens up. It's a slippery slope, but in a good way yeah. where it's like it, not only does it, allow for the child to reach for something and have this optimism or this concept of not knowing what they're going to find Yeah, for books, opening dialogue with their parents so that they can feel safe to talk about controversial subjects with their parents, something most young adults can't or don't, which is Uh, a shame. And also of course, allowing new ideas or old ideas that are seen that are, that are deemed, you know, problematic today to penetrate their own worldview and inform and contribute to it. So there you go. Uh, anyway, next, uh, the, a killing joke. Killing joke is one of those books where I'm like, yeah, I mean like it's a Batman book. It's uh, pretty hardcore though. In a lot of places, there's a it's lot pretty of hardcore. It's pretty subtle a lot of though. Like there's, you know, like the implied rape of Barbara Gordon that didn't occur to me until the conversation was broached years later. And I mean, like, it's also one of those things where it's like, well, Alan Moore doesn't even like that one anymore <laughs> for all the reasons that they're stating. And if the author agrees with them, like, uh. right. Like, it, it's like a, uh, like Holy terror. Like, should we like, you know, what about Holy terror? Cause mm. Frank Miller also is like, I, 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 do you see what I was trying to do? But like, I don't agree. Like I, I failed at it. Hmm. Like Miller has said, uh, I think uh, at least once or twice that like he kind of that that was a failure. <laughs> he kind of walked back. I mean, it certainly speaks to the zeitgeist of the time that it was written, even if yeah. it is the uglier reactionary zeitgeist of the time. Right, but that's why I don't think Holy Terror should be banned because it's like it starts a conversation, and that, you know, like 
I remember Mein Kampf was available in my school library. In oh, high really? And it's like, not because it's not because it was used as a recruiting manual, mm. uh, because there's no way you're going to get that book without also getting the context surrounding it. Absolutely. I believe in my uh, high school history class, we uh, we didn't read the thing, but we read excerpts from it. Yes. It's like, okay, let's let's hear what this crazy chuggernaut had to say yeah. in his own words. Right. It's it's not about, uh, it, it, and I wouldn't necessarily be like, you got to read it. It's a page turner. Like it's, <laughs> It's one of those things where it is it is understand where it come where it came from and why it was written, and uh, you know, and, and it helps to inform you know because like hopefully you read it and you go like holy holy shit this guy had a couple <laughs> screws loose didn't he <laughs> yeah but like holy terror is one of those things where you're like what the hell was this it's like those uh, like those uh, you know like like those anti Nazi propaganda cartoons that Disney made like there's this. There's this crazy Donald Duck cartoon. Where, oh, I know uh, the one. Yeah, the In the Fuhrer's Face song. And what's funny is how, like, Donald ends up, like, dreaming that he's in, you know, Hitler's Germany. Mm. And he's surrounded by all these flags. And then he wakes up and he's in America. Mm. And he's surrounded by the same equivalent of flags and accoutrements. Yeah. But it's American. And it's like, but somehow that's better. And I don't, listen, it was better. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, but it's like there's something... It's there. like, oh, were they trying to say something there? Was there like a subtle underpinning here about nationalism? That nationalism, yeah. <laughs> Even back then, they were thinking about that. I mean, like, it was Disney, so probably not. <laughs> they probably did. I mean, shit. I mean, Walt basically turned his entire operation to a propaganda machine at the time because the studio was sort of in the toilet. That's what kept them going for a couple of years. Yeah, but uh, but in but in Killing Joke, it's like, eh, like. Eh, Put it in high school. Like, put it in high school library. Who gives a shit? I could take or leave that one. That's definitely like okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine it being banned. I can't imagine yeah. it being like restricted. Put it in the back on the mylar bag. Yeah, it's one of those things. Make like, one of those oh, things you gotta ask for. because yeah. I don't like. Is it saying anything? Like, I don't know. Probably like about the characters. Yes, it's about saying it about the human condition. Yeah. Like, mm. not really <laughs> one bad day but i mean i'm sure there's other books that say this i would hope not because if, if joker's right then like we're all screwed yeah uh, really that all it takes is one bad day to make you into a murderous clown maniac exactly like come on uh obviously watchman one of those things we talked about a little bit but uh i can imagine it's one of watch was one of those things where it's like yeah i could see like most school boards banning it because yeah. they just don't because they don't get it they because comics like if 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 comics were like okay so uh quentin tarantino's universe right like mm. when he made inglorious bastards apparently you know like a like kill bill's a movie in the tarantino universe yeah yeah but like pulp fiction really happened mm -hmm. inglorious bastards is apparently supposed to be like what happened you right know, like, like it's real history when it diverted that's real in the tarantino universe and like, I think the idea is that like, because such a crucial moment in American and like world history took place in and around a movie theater, yeah, that, yeah. like movies became like the the international language for most people, which is mm. why like people act and violent and in such a violent, bombastic way, like yes, violence yes. became normalized and stuff. Uh, I, I would love to imagine a reality where comic books had the same treatment where yeah, comic books be something right where comic books became a, a shorthand that culturally people talked about and as a result you would never see watchmen be banned because people understood the context that watchmen 
needs to exist. Be nice. Uh, and that's the, but that's, I think the end game for us, right? Like that's the end game for making comics culturally aware and, and yeah. making them like synonymous with like literature and arts and movies and stuff. It's like comics need H- to be held normalized. in the same regard. Yes. We need to be, we need to normalize comics so that we can, so that when someone says, oh, we're banning this comic book about mice and the Holocaust, it isn't just a hand wavy. Okay. You yeah, know, you'll it, have, you have more people standing up and be like, you're oh, talking about mouse. Weird. Yeah, that's real literature. Yeah. Uh, no. You know. Yeah. Uh, Why the last man? That's funny. Like. Yeah, I was surprised that one too. Really. Yep. Uh, what's it called uh, in California? Uh, a student, of course, protested it. Called it pornography. Um, okay. I mean, that's one of those things where it's like. <sighs> that sounds like one busybody got like a lot of traction on a slow news day. Well, I love. I I love kid protests mm. like high school college child driven protests mm. uh, it's so educational for them definitely uh, to do it because they need to learn how to organize they need to mm-hmm. gather their thoughts find a soundboard uh pick a topic yep explain that topic uh, express it in shorthand like and and get their message out there and deal with obstacles absolutely to that. and deal with the the uh the, the the pushback or at least the con the 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 contrarian argument oh, and in this case you know a 20 year old college student being like why last man's pornography any reasonable argument would destroy that assessment mm. because they've read it and they have the historical or at the very least the the liter- the literative context to express it um but that's but like i don't decry a student trying to get it banned i think yeah. that it's like Okay, but like you have the same voice everybody else. You you do you, but don't be surprised when this blows up in your face. Right. The problem, of course, comes in in the form of like, oh, does that mean like, but what if they're a tool of an administration that's looking to ban it? Or what if they get the ball rolling and d- discover an underpinning of like it becomes uh, a bigger monster than you could ever have exactly. imagined? But like that's the that's the that's the trade-off for democracy, right? Is that sometimes uh. Your population is full of assholes. Yeah. And you and you inherit that. Like the benefits of democracy are all also have their own negatives that's mm-hmm. attached to them. It's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um King Kingsport Cal says, uh, do you think they'll ever ban V Vendetta? I know for a fact they've tried. I'm shocked it's not on the list, actually. Yeah, it's it's not on this list, but it's a CBR article. So I'm sure it is. Uh... It's garbage. But like uh <laughs> but uh, but with with respect to V, I remember V being uh, a, a problem. I remember when the V movie came out and it was like it didn't cause much of a stir as much as I expected, but I do remember them mm. being like they, they're blowing up buildings. Ah, like this is yeah. this is shades of nine eleven. And I'm like, they're, it came they're, out they're like, clearly talking about the Bush administration. I'm like, well, they were talking about something else, but the fact <laughs> that you can superimpose the Bush right, administration like, on there should tell maybe you. Maybe you should something. think about that. Like, yeah. Yeah, when you when you see someone drawing a picture of a clown and you go you're drawing me <laughs> yeah let <laughs> me think man. about that for a minute boy that's uh that's a good one put that on a shirt so uh you know uh in this case um i don't know we're we're, we're kind of out of time we've reached the end of our of our list or at the very least we talked enough about like examples but like one of the under one of the undercurrents of these of this these examples is like anyone trying to ban them clearly didn't either it, it came from either two places but all of them connected to a lack of understanding. Oh, absolutely. Right. Either they didn't read it or they didn't get it, but either way it was an, it was ignorance. Ignorance is the, the, the lifeblood of banning art. Yeah. And so 
you know, the takeaway for this is to challenge ignorance and to fight against it, even in your own mind. Uh, if you don't understand something or you react viscerally to it, ask yourself why. Mm -hmm. And and don't be afraid by that. What's that? I said, I wish more people did that last part. Yeah. Ask yourself why. And like argue with yourself, you know, like challenge those thoughts, uh, challenge your own worldview. Like I, I've been in many different places in my mind, politically, uh, philosophically, uh, spiritually, like I've been all, I've been all over this crazy world in turn in my mind. And uh, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm open to new schools of thought and it's important, you know, to, be that way and to condition yourself to that point. But it doesn't come from being closed minded early on. It doesn't come mm -hmm. from having a lack of source material to draw from at an early age. And that's why mm -hmm. it's so problematic uh, when, when you try to ban books from schools. Um, Alden Talbert uh, says, uh, what's the world what's the world coming to man yeah i don't know man i mean I've like asked that a lot over the last two years the thing is it's the same world like uh, for me we're in the same place we were in 100 years ago 50 years ago 25 years ago the problem is just not really a problem it's the difference is the tools are getting more specialized like mm. the tools that we all have at our disposal the the enemy and like uh, uh, the enemy of progress the enemy of intellectualism the the enemy of 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 art is you know has the same access to you know to the same tools that we do and it's up to us to like know how to use them and how to communicate effectively and 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 block that kind of that kind of crap mm. when it comes up absolutely eric santi could you imagine someone trying to ban all x-men just because of the mutant oh, allegory it's coming I mean, the fact is, like, a Spider-Man book was was banned because, like, there was sex in it. And it's For like, totally nebulous reasons. Right? And it's like, look, those books were all ages. And they had way... Mary Jane and Peter had way more sex in the younger books for everybody that were available in 7-Elevens than they were in the 2000s. This, this Krakoa book has mutants living together in a hippie commune with free love and free healthcare. And that's, that's part of the problem, right? Because, like, in, in this particular case, like, one can dismiss it because comics are so dismissible mm. you go like well you know comics became leftist propaganda a long time ago like or nah, comic books became like a tool of the blah 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 you know for, since forever or insert here over the last 10 years comics got so blah 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 that you can't be surprised and so we'll just dismiss it all it's like yo <laughs> it's not the problem um What's it called? Uh, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, good to see you. Hope, <laughs> hope you recover well. Indeed. I do. Rec I do remember in uh, high school, I did a report on the comic called Punk Rock Jesus, and I Ooh. shocked my English teacher that it was a graphic novel about the ignorance of corporate America and even public education in America. Yeah, man. Good book. Uh, and uh, good work bringing it to people's attention. Absolutely. I remember trying to get comics in front of people, but like uh, people weren't ready. I, I didn't do it right. You know, I, my passion was there, but my education was limited or my articulation, you know, I, and so it's important to have like groups of people who agree or at the very least, like have this kind of like belief about like art and mm -hmm. so that you can borrow and, and work together to engineer a kind of like collective response. Cause when you just let things go all slipshod, uh, you send a lunatic to uh, Fox news to argue your point and uh, you get, and you make your subreddit go private. Uh, Scarlet Hottie banning art is never cool, and half the time it ends up being having a cooler connotation in pop culture because of the forbiddenness. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. Uh, and I like that. I, I do, and I do agree that art requires obstacles. It requires like pushback, but that pushback should never come from government. 
Yeah. It should come from culture and uh, people, not from like a governing body. Like make it available. And like, you can let people go like, ah, you're picking up that book, but like you'll pick it up. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And uh, especially thank you uh, to the McMinn County school board of education for for being so stupid and for being so ignorant and pathetic. Hopefully you're, you, you will get that operation to extract your heads from your asses at some point. Uh, I hope it is from public scrutiny, and more importantly, I, I genuinely hope it's from your student body and your parent body, mm. who, who recognize the merit of a seminal work like Mouse. Uh, I'm going to make sure I send a personal copy to, of Mouse to the McMinn County Schools, uh, there you and go. Uh, I will also be contacting my schools that I went to, and contact. I'm actually going to do that right after the show, and contact them and see if they nice. have a copy of Mouse, and if they don't, I'm going to donate a copy to each school. Uh, library that's a really good idea i should call my local school because it's actually not that far <laughs> yep and if ladies and gentlemen if you have a school or a library that matters to you reach out to them and see if they have a seminal work that you th- believe matters to the to the population could be a mouse could be anything yeah. uh, and if they don't uh grab one and uh ship it over to them from amazon mm-hmm. because uh you know we are in charge of not only our own government but also of uh we're we're in charge of what is accepted in art. It's up to you. Uh, so, you know, like take that opportunity and 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 own it. You know, like I've got an opportunity where I have a little bit of money to send some books to some people if they have them. If they don't have them, uh, and we but, got a podium and a loudspeaker, which we're doing right now. Uh, yeah. So, but know that you're more powerful than you realize, mm-hmm. than they want you to think. Uh, Lucha Dandy also says, one silver lining for this is that most people will be aware of it. Heck, we might even see an influx of readers because of it. I sure hope we so. We can hope. I genuinely hope so. Uh, but I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm off to do that. So I will see you guys next time with another episode of Aleswars Exchange. Thank you for permitting us to talk a little bit politically. I don't want to get, I don't want to talk about like parties. I just mm. wanted to talk about like this issue and whether it is something that, is indicative of a larger issue we'll see but hopefully we can just kind of like limit it to this because i don't want to get into that like i want to get into this like i think we can all agree book banning is bad and if you don't agree it should be a non-controversial issue right if you don't agree i got no use for you so you know but i i'm i'm willing to uh to 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 try and change your mind But uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Aleswick Exchange. Of course, don't forget to subscribe here for more, and visit youtube.com slash capejoel for more Joel. Thank you. Uh, That's it. So long, everybody.